When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On the channel, you will find podcasts, interviews, and content on a whole variety of subjects. Football, mental health, films, TV, conspiracy theories, wrestling, writing, music, serial killers, and much, much more. Today's episode, we're talking WWE Crown Jewel. It was a good show, particularly the end. I quite enjoyed it. It was, yeah, it was more wrestling. It's like wrestling every single day these days, but it's all good. And to join me to work through the show, I have one of my favorite people to talk wrestling. You'll find him at Post Wrestling, whether it's writing or interviewing the names from the wrestling world. Joining me is Mr. 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 <laughs> Mr. Andrew Thompson. Welcome, buddy. How are you? My guy, Sai. I'm on audio today, but I love the new backdrop you got, the new setup. Team Cardiff, e- even though yeah. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster lost the titles, but it's all good. It's yeah, all good. Yeah, it's been tough for Wales and Cardiff recently. We uh, out of the Rugby World Cup. Cardiff lost to Swansea. It's all gone wrong. I like but, the new uh, setup, though, man. For real, I like yeah, the new setup. I um, I had to move because in the other the room I was in, it was like the living room. So it's like mm. every time I had to do a podcast, like my kids weren't allowed to watch TV and stuff. So it was getting a bit <laughs> in the way. So uh, and plus, where I've moved to, it's like a wired connection. So it's mm. it's a bit nice, more a bit more stable and stuff. Got my new camera and my new mic, so we're all good to go. So, uh, what did you think, mate, overall of uh, WWE Crown Jewel? Uh, you know, you know these Saudi shows. I, I, I don't really like put much stock into them because I know it's like a, you know, I, I, I hate using this term because it like it made me sound like I'm being negative towards the show. But I even heard Shawn Michaels said it on a couple podcasts. Like it's like a, a big house show. Like, and yeah, I, yeah. And, and then at like the the best. I'm going to say this. The best thing about the cards, the Saudi shows for me, is seeing the reaction from the fans. Because, like me, I, we talked about it off air. Like, they, they never get to see these shows live. Like, rarely. Like, we, like, and, 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 the same, and the same thing with you guys in the UK. Like, it's, like you guys get to see the shows once a year. I, I know they're coming on their UK tour next, like, yeah, in a couple of weeks, right? For they, yeah, they're, going yeah. to, they're going to Scotland and making the rounds in the UK. So, yeah, I, yeah you know. Like, it, it, it's good to see them, you know, get to see the action live. Yeah, and it's like it's a glorified house show. It is, but I um, the one of the reasons I do, I quite like it is because, like the NXT UK uh, pay per views, 
they're on at a decent time for me so I can yeah. watch it and then me and mm. you can record straight after watch which it I, live. Really, I can't do it I get just too old to stay up till like three four in the morning to watch mm. the the pay-per-views and it's you know you've it's fresh in your mind and it talking about it straight after um but saying that because it's like a glorified house show I didn't expect uh Bray Wyatt to win the title I simply that was the only reason I didn't think he would win it is because I just figured they're not going to do it on this show. I, they weren't going to, you know, they may as well. I would have, I thought if they're going to do it, they would have done it in Hell in a Cell. But yeah, they, so I, I think that's what a lot of people thought was going to happen. He was going to win it, um, Hell in a Cell. With, with, with tonight's show, I kind of had a feeling he was going to win because I felt like they, they were going to pigeonhole themselves with the character and it was just going completely take away all the steam behind Bray Wyatt if he lost. I feel like they kind of were like, well, we in this situation now, so got to put the title on them. And now they got to find out. Like, the the one thing I'm just hoping they don't do, like, please, do not try to, like, stuff Seth Rollins back in people's faces because I, I think people just need a, a just a quick break from, from Mr. Seth Rollins. Yeah, so we, me and you just talked about this slightly off the air about you, you, you kind of think he should be off now, really, till rest, uh, till the Royal Rumble. I think they either keep him off TV to the Royal Rumble, or they turn him heel in a really big way tomorrow or Monday. Um, so one thing they could do if they want to do a double turn is they have him attack Nice Guy Bray again, because I don't think people. Would, I think people would get really pissed off with that, and I think that could be a good way to turn him heel. But then you don't want. He, he is on, on yeah, Raw. you could have him invade it or something, I suppose. But then, or you pick someone like a, uh, like a baby face. Maybe you have uh, Humberto Carrillo face Rollins again on Monday. and But this time he beats him with like a small package. And mm. when he goes to shake his hand like he did when, he, when Seth beat him, uh, Seth like attacks him with a chair or something like that. And you turn him full-blown heel. But... Yeah, basically, Seth having a breakdown type of story. Yeah, caused by The Fiend, which I quite like. And I, this was my problem with Ray Wyatt previously, or one of my problems, was that they never, like the build-up to the feud and the start of his feuds would always be good. Like the, the start of the John Cena feud was really good, the way that he was like stalking him and he was creepy. And then it goes off like... And same with the Daniel Bryan one, same with the Roman Reigns feud. Do you remember that? Where he was like stalking his daughter at a tea party and stuff. Yeah, that was some weird shit. It was shit. so really weird huh. and really creepy and good. And then what I always used to hate was that whoever he faced in the feuds, whether he won or whether he lost, they were never affected by his mind games afterwards. And I feel like that's like a big part of that type of character is like you need to affect people afterwards um and the same for like his master plans they never used to work so i feel like if seth has like a bit of a breakdown and goes on like a like a heel turn and goes off on one then this is like a really good way to show that the fiend and bray Wyatt is different to before and that they affect you know they've had an effect they've turned him dark he's lost his title and then he's had a full-on you know, kind of break down and turned heel. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah, for, it makes it, the fiends even more 
uh, seem like a big deal. I thought they did a good job of repairing the fiends tonight, actually. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but the only, only thing about that is, like, okay, so they turned Seth Rollins heel. Is that, like, is that going to be, like, I guess, the quote-unquote good heat, or is that going to be go away heat, we don't want you here type of heat? Like, I mean, if, if the plan is to go on Raw, I mean, if the plan is to, you know, keep Seth Rollins as a baby face and you want to keep the momentum behind him, I think the best way to do that is to have him go away for a bit, yeah. come back fresh. Because, I mean, if, if he if he leave now and come back at the Rumble, people, they're going to pop for him because they, have, they haven't, well, they won't, by that time, they won't have seen him in two months. Yeah, for sure. And people, yeah. like, people like Seth Rollins. People, I, I like Seth Rollins, but he, he you know, like, you you, you 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 see the stuff. You know what I'm talking about. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it, but it's, it got to the point now where I think the stuff he said to Will Offspray on Twitter that rubbed people up the wrong way. Yeah, it definitely did. He mentioned him money. Yeah, and then some of the stuff that he said since hasn't been that bad. And other people have said similar stuff. Mm. But because Is, of the d- stuff he said d- to Osprey, he's kind of got, like, people are already, like, frowning I, up on him, if you get me. I think the reason people dislike Seth Rollins the way they do is because he's the top guy at WWE like if if Seth Rollins was like a top guy anywhere else I don't think it would be like much of an issue because I mean I seen Kenny Omega say some crazy stuff like he said the people at NXT most of the people would be on a in a dark match if he was on the show like and I know that's a lie even though Kenny Omega is like one of my favorite wrestlers but that's a bluff like like you know yeah, it, yeah, that's what, work, that's what that's what it that's what it is. But it seems like people just cannot stand Seth Rollins for some reason, and I don't know why. But I think it might be good for him to just take a break, just take a break. And I'm I'm pretty sure he beat the hell up. Like, dude, been going hard since like April of 2018. Like, we he was like the hottest thing in the company, like coming out of WrestleMania 34, and then he went he went hard all the way through, won the title at Mania 35, went hard all the way through, and like. It might be time, like, let that dude get some rest, man, because I know he beat the hell up. He got to be, got to be beat up. Yeah, my only problem with it is that I think he needs a heel turn. And I think that if you turn up the stuff on social media and him being a bit of a dick, he could be a real good heel, like a real, like, like, super heat, like proper just like people getting really pissed off and throwing things and i feel like if they did it right the problem is with wwe creative is there's so many instances where they don't get it right when they have this perfect opportunity for a a heel or a turn or a baby face or a you know whatever it may be they so so often mess it up um, yeah, see that uh that, that said heels turn that could lead to can you imagine like just the, I'm I'm thinking about this now. Like the complete 180 of like a heel Seth Rollins going to WrestleMania and facing a baby face Roman Reigns. Like I like you, you if you would have told me that like a, a year two years ago, I'd have called you crazy. But like yeah. now, I can definitely see that happen. Like it like it, it's starting to get to a point with Roman when I'm like eh, it might might not be a bad idea to put the world title on him. Like I don't I don't think it's a I I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like I, me personally, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Not now, because I feel like he got the fanfare with him to do that. But you know, I, I don't. I, I, I don't want to see him versus Brock again. That's that, the one that, thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to see that. But I could definitely get behind Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns at Mania. 
for the yeah. WWE title. I can definitely yeah. see that. I think the thing is, like for me personally, I'd rather see uh, Big E, Alistair Black, uh, who else? A couple of others who I can't think off the top of my head. I'd rather see some of those guys get a bit of a push to the top of the card simply mm. because I do feel like it's been Seth, Brock, Roman, Daniel Bryan on the loop for like the last three, four years. Mm. I know that, and Kofi, and then you had like, obviously Kofi had a really good reign, but it was just completely screwed up at the end. And I feel like I want to see new faces in there. One of my favorite things about Cody, uh, Kofi's reign was that it was someone new. It was fresh. It was different. And that's why I'm glad they've put the title on the fiend now, because it's, it's just something completely different. Um, so let's have a look. Let's let's go through the card. I didn't watch the pre-show um, because I was having pizza with my kids, basically. Uh, oh, that's beautiful. That is yeah. beautiful. I, I, can't, I can't wait to have kids, bro. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I cannot yeah, wait. I've got to say, it's pretty bloody awesome. And it, uh, without sounding too uh, cliche, it did change my life and my outlook on everything, having children. Um I was like, I think I was like mid twenties. I was like early twenties when I um, had my first son, and um, I was like all about the parties, and uh, yeah, it changed everything. And now I got three boys, and I feel like I'm about sixty. But it's all good. So the first, the first, uh, the pre-show, I didn't watch, but uh, while Andrew's just doing his thing. We'll uh, go through. It was a 20-man battle royal for a shot at the United States title on the main card. Uh, the participants included R-Truth, Buddy Murphy, Sunil Singh, Mojo Raleigh, uh, Eric oh Rowan. Cool, that's good. Uh, yeah, just going through. The, just, it's all good, baby. I'm just going through the, some of the participants in the battle royal. Um, I didn't watch it. Like I say, I didn't watch the pre-show. Um, so we had like Eric Rowan, Sinkara, Brian Kendrick, Tony Nice, uh, Tazawa, Shelton Benjamin, Paulo Cruz, Andrade, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Luke Harper, No Way Jose, Humberto Carrillo, uh, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, and Titus O'Neil. Did you uh, did you watch this, Matt? Yeah, I watched it. No, see, this is where I thought that um, we were going to get our... Uh, a crown jewel title change from because I thought it was going to be Cedric Alexander winning the battle royal and then he was going to be AJ Styles for the US title that's okay. what I thought was going to happen but you know we got my boy Dolly Guys I, I love his theme song bro Humberto that theme song is great I saw um, I saw like a clip of the end where it was like Harper, Rowan and Humberto Ma- oh, oh, man. And I did like I, I, the uh, the face-off between Harper and Rowan. I got. So I, I, I got to tell you, you, hold on, you said you didn't watch the, you didn't watch this match, right? No, no. Man, when I tell you that Saudi crowd broke out in a "Let's Go Harper" chant for like three minutes straight, and like you, you could see the look on Harper's face because you know he had to play the bad guy, of course. But you could see, like he, he was looking at the crowd like, damn, like you know, like yeah. even they know how good Luke Harbour is. Like, they know. They're very aware of how good he is. Like, I was like, man, come on, bro. Like, stop, like, stop doing Luke like that, man. Like, so, okay. So here's a, here's, a, here's a question for you then. 
after they did that face off and had a good reaction and people love it, would you feud them? I mean, they can, can't even do it now because they're on different brands. Oh, they split them up, didn't they? Yeah, they <laughs> stupid people, man. They're stupid. Yeah, they they split them up. I like I don't know why they split them up. I was like, that's a that's a good way oh, to keep both of them on TV. And they would have been a good tag team to face yeah, off against like the Viking Raiders as well. That would have been a good sure. match. Like, can you imagine if we would have got like like a a Harper a Harper Ron versus Undisputed Era? Or a, a Harbor Roaring versus what Viking Raiders that big hoss. But you you wanna know what I think is gonna happen? Just a quick quick off off uh yeah, cool, topic cool. right here. I think we're gonna get Viking Raiders versus AOP as a battle yeah, series. Yeah, Boy that's a lot of beef. I cannot it's wait. They big sons of bitches. <laughs> the problem I've got with that, only from a personal point of view, I don't have a problem with it in terms of I really quite looking forward to the match in the future. Like, like, like wrestling wise, you went mad. Yeah, I would like to see the club get a shot mm. for the titles, and I would put the belt as we just, I talked to you about it just before the show because NXT has now been announced as a Survivor Series. Give me Undisputed Era versus the OC. Mm-hmm. Give it to me. <laughs> and okay. Okay, you don't so. have to put the titles on the club to do that, obviously. You know. But if you did put the titles on them, you could have like either do a Survivor Series match between four versus four, OC versus Undisputed Era, or you could do Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Bobby Fish versus uh, Gallows and Anderson and do AJ versus Adam Cole. Man, Sai, how much how much would you pay to be a fly on the wall in a creative meeting between Paul Heyman, Bruce Pitcher, and Triple H talking about which one of they people are gonna lose at Survivor Series? Oh my goodness. Like I, I can I can I can only imagine Triple H being like who? Nope. <laughs> like, like who? Who losing? Right. Cause not because think about it though, like if, if they do go that route. I mean, it, it's quite possible. Like, it, it's not even that deep that we're thinking about. It's probably just going to be an NXT Championship match, a Universal Championship match, a WWE Championship match. But just for the sake of entertaining the idea, I'm pretty sure Triple H is going to be like, well, why the hell do my guy got to take the pin? Why can't one of your guys take the pin? And you know what I'm saying? Like, he's, 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 he's done an incredible job with Undisputed Era. A bit, building, building them Adam up, Cole. But protecting them as well. You know, they, Adam Cole barely ever loses. And the other two, the others, they lose, but they never lose the big matches. And, and, and think about, I think about how it. that would look to an audience who's never seen Adam Cole before. They like, oh, this dude, the champion in NXT, but he just got beat. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, just speaking from like a casual perspective, like yeah, how that's course, gonna look. Yeah. This makes, you know, what I'm saying, like, who is this? And then Adam Cole, he's like considerably smaller than Bray Wyatt and Brock yeah. Lesnar. Like, they, um, they should, NXT should be on Survivor Series because they're on USA. I'm right. glad that they've done that. That's the right decision. Um, I wonder whether they may just do like a triple threat Survivor Series match where they'll do like five from NXT, five from SmackDown, five oh, that's from That's going to be a clusterfuck. Oh, my God. Like Fifteen people, isn't it? Break, it's too break, many. Break that down to three. I'd break rather it do three. it. Yeah, either break it down to three on each team or... Have like some special challenge matches, like a gauntlet. Instead of, yeah, instead or like even like instead of doing champion versus champion because then you don't want to beat people. Somebody said, yeah, that's just yeah. do like the OC versus the undisputed era four on four. Right. 
you see what I mean? So it doesn't and, and really just, matter. And just, if and just give us one it. specialty. One yeah, specialty. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, get, I get that. I get that. But back to the uh, the uh, Harper Rowan face-off. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, sorry, like, yeah. I, like, I, I would want them to feud. Like, I think that's a good idea, but they done split them apart, so I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. I can't wait to, if, till they have a face-off in the Rumble because that crowd will go nuts for that. They will love it. You know, like you think how the Saudis crowd uh, reacted to that face-off. You imagine, where's the Rumble this year? Houston. Ah, there we go. You imagine that Houston crowd when, like, Rowan's been clearing house for, like, a couple of minutes. It's just him left in the ring and, like, number 20 comes out and it's Luke Harper face-to-face, nose-to-nose. They'd be eating that up. That's, that's if Rowan even secures a spot on the Rumble because there's, there's so many people that you could put in the Rumble. Cause remember last year they had P. Dunn and Alistair Black and Ali and Gargano and yeah, maybe maybe even maybe even maybe even Champa being a Rumble this year. Like it's it's so many good people that you could put in there. It might not be enough spots unless they bump it up again this year. Like they bump you know, it out they did a couple of years ago. Yeah, and they they always screw Harper over as well. They always do. Just to touch on that for a little bit, like I, I think it was the um I mean it, I don't even think it was that because he wasn't even getting used on TV before he put out that that public message about him when his release. No. He wasn't even getting used before that. So I think I, I like I just think that just, you know, added on on top of that was just like, well, all right. And the same thing with Mike Canellas, like Mike Canellas asked for his release and ain't nothing happened. <laughs> like so, no. And he know. was on TV before that. Exactly. Yeah, he was on TV consistently. But I mean, it you know. But I mean, he's still on TV. But they probably they, just yeah. the way he wanted to be on TV. I see, you could put Harper in NXT, and what a because he'd be so he's so different to everyone. And I really think that he could show like a whole new side to him. I Is think that you you you, you see what Killian Dane doing right now? Yeah, like yeah. Killian Dane coming off like a superstar in NXT. Like I really like I I I don't I don't really think I like Killian like Killian Dane. I think I like his theme song, and that makes me like him. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Killian Dane, the man though, bro. Like he he's doing real good in NXT. So, but like know. if you think like in NXT, there's not many like six foot four guys. Mm-hmm. It's like what um, got Dajakovic, Punishment Martinez, Dajakovic. And that's probably about it, really. Uh, uh, you got uh, uh, um um oh my goodness, what is that guy? Uh, I cannot remember his name right now. He he does the NXT live events. Um, you got him. Uh, you got Bamba Tunde. Bamba Tunde. They 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 they're not on the on like NXT on the USA the network. Yeah. Who are they really? They will be, but they're not at the moment. But yeah, I think that's the right way to go for Harper. So the end of the match, anyway, sorry, was uh, Harper and Rowan facing off there. They double-team Carrillo then. Uh, And then as uh, Harper's trying to dump out Carrillo out the ring, Rowan sneaks up behind him and dumps him out for the elimination. And then Carrillo sneaks it back under and eliminates Rowan to get the shot at AJ in the main show. Did they show the like Harper's reaction to, to Rowan being... Like turning on him, or did they just go? I don't, I don't really think it was like a it was like a turn. It was more so like they were just like, like it it wasn't like they were like 
beefing. It was like yeah. more so it was more so of them like you in my way, no, you in my way type of like that's what it was. And then yeah. like and then like every time they did that, somebody had come in the way and then they'd take them out and then they'd get back to staring at each other like but they never like, you know, I don't think they I can't recall them like going at each other. And then like once they took their eyes off Umberto and that's when, you know, he, he yeah. put in the put in the work. And Dolly guys. Yeah. <laughs> you like that song now. Um, <laughs> so was that the uh, was that the only match on the pre-show? Yeah, the, that was the, the only match on the pre-show. Anything else of note on there, mate? Uh, nah, not really. I mean, you know, it was Charlie Caruso, Scott Stanford, Booker T, David Otungo in the pre-show, and you know, they they announced some matches for for SmackDown, but it was probably like most of the stuff that we already know. It was um, one one match that did get added. It was um. Bailey, Mandy Rose, and Sonya Deville in a six uh six woman tag versus uh Nikki Cross, Carmella, and uh I I can't I can't remember right now, but it's a six woman tag match. Well, fingers crossed that Bailey accidentally hits Sonya and they start a Sonya versus Ooh, Bailey. Oh boy. Too. Need it. Give it to me. Sonya <laughs> needs needs a push. <laughs> Get her in the title picture. But anyway, I digress. Uh so then the main show opened up with WWE Championship match, Brock Lesnar with Paul Heyman versus Kane Velasquez. Um, were you surprised they opened with this? Yeah, I, I was. Like when I first heard Brock music, I was like, "Oh, really? That's how y'all? That's how y'all starting it off, huh?" But I, I like, think, I, 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 I think on. it was a good. Oh, you go ahead. I, I no, my no, thoughts on. on it either. Oh, but I thought, no, I thought on. it was a, um, it was a good way to start the show off because they didn't like. Uh, imagine if they would have closed the show with that. Yeah, people would have been pissed. Like, that was a good way to open the show. And that was, like, a realistic, if you want to go that route type of way, because that, that happens in every MMA fight for the most part. You see somebody pounding off, and then they get caught in submission, and they get tapped out. Like, yeah. that's what happens legit all the time in most MMA fights. So I, did, I really didn't have – I know I saw a lot of people, they didn't like that, but I didn't have a problem with it. I was like, hey, like, that's what happens. And then you could probably do, like, a another match going off in the future. But what I think is going to – uh, it's probably gonna end up getting some type of inter interpromotional match at a Royal Rumble, and you can see Rey Mysterio challenging Brock Lesnar for the WWE title. Like that's what I think is gonna happen. Or, you know, we get a Dominic versus Brock match, but I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon because Dominic gonna start gonna start training at the PC uh, next year. Yeah, I I um, I was surprised before the match that they started with it, but once the match was over. I kind of understood it because it was so quick. And like you say, if it had been later in the show, people would have been pissed. I think um, one of the things that um, with Kane, like the thing which got Kane Velasquez, uh, like headlines and news mm. in terms of his wrestling was the fact that he was doing like Lucha Libre style. And he if was WWE, doing, doing some work for AAA. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he was doing like flips and moonsaults and all this crazy stuff now if wwe is not going to let him do that stuff then he had to do a match like this yeah um and it seems like they're counting the ufc match as the first match this is the second match so they're one all and maybe mm -hmm. they'll do the re the third match at mania and they'll have something in the rumble maybe um hopefully the title's off brock by then because they didn't need the title on brock for this feud and that's the one not the one thing but one of the things which annoys me about the Kofi and Brock thing is 
Kofi, you could have had Kane Velasquez come down, cost Brock the Brock match. The match, yeah. Give Kofi the let yeah, give man. Kofi the big win on the first SmackDown on Fox, and then if you want to take the title off Kofi, you could have taken it off him tonight, or you could have taken him off him on a SmackDown to someone else, but they just screwed him over. And after they protected him so well for the whole of his, uh, his reign, it seemed like a waste because this match did not need the title. Brock doesn't need the title. Um, and I thought, I've got to say, I thought Kane's looked a bit rough in the ring today. Yeah. I think he just looks, he doesn't look as accomplished as he did in triple a. No, nah, I mean, I I think that was the whole point of it, though. Like, then, like I'm I'm pretty sure, because I mean, he, even Triple H said this before. Like, he said he saw Kane in Triple H. That's where he first saw him wrestle at, and he knows what Kane can do. And I don't think they want like, you know, not not to sound like this, but I don't think they want to waste that big pop moment. If you see Kane Velasquez doing a hurricanrana in front of the Saudi Arabia crowd, they want to yeah, save yeah. that for the save U.S. For crowd. Is it say that for a big crowd or any any U.S. crowd because they're gonna pop for it? The, mm. especially the smart crowds and i think the whole design of it was just like they're gonna run it back mma style punches kicks keep it simple brock lesnar gonna tap him out and that's it like i don't i think kane can do obviously do way more than what he did today but i think that was just the whole point of the match just mma style yeah. run it back brock lesnar one got one over you he, you got one over him and then the next time they do it that's when you really gonna see kane velasquez yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I thought he was better tonight. But in some of the, I think it was the raw one where he tackled Brock and his punches looked a bit soft and it didn't look great. But tonight, I thought he looked better with a couple of strikes that he hit. Um, and basically what happened is he was he took Brock down. He was kicking in, hit, punching him. And Brock got him in the Kimura. Um, and he tapped out and he wouldn't release it. So... Uh, Ray came in with a steel chair. Brock took out Ray, took out Kane on a, with an F5 on a chair, but then Ray got back in with a chair and attacked Lesnar until he cleared the ring. He hit Lesnar with a headshot as well with the steel chair. I know he got both his hands up, but still, don't want to see that return. Um, next up was the tag team turmoil match. What did you think of this, mate? Tag team turmoil that was won by the OC, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it was a, it was, it was good for what it was. Like I'm not gonna call it a bad match. It was, it was decent. Uh, it so sort of went a little long for my liking, but I mean, it's a tag team turmoil match. So I mean, I guess I should have expected that. But I mean, uh, I one one thing I do, I always like watching Lucha House Party go up against the like the main roster talents. Like I always like seeing them do that. Like I like Lucha House Party. I just wish they would throw away the the pinatas because I, I I don't find it pleasing at all that you have three Latino men walking around with pinatas. I don't think that's I don't think yes. that's the I don't, I don't mm. think that's cool. Like it's that, not needed. Is it? It's a little racist too. To be, yeah. honest, to be honest with you, it is stereotypical yeah. as hell. Man. The three Latino men walking around with pinatas. I, I just I, you know, hey, but that's WWE for you. But you know. Yeah, but they, uh, the thing is, they're all super talented in the ring. Yeah, they they're are all good. super cal- charismatic. So, like, there's no need for them to resort to stereotypes. Yeah. Not that there's a need to do it anyway, but, like, they're, they're all talented enough that they don't need to be 
sprint coming out to pinata with pinatas and those noisemaker things and it's like you know they're they're all super talented and they could get over on their own. Right. Um, so so yeah, you go, you go ahead. I know you're about to get into the uh, the finishes. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to quickly list off the matches. There was obviously ten teams in total. Um, so first match was uh, Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler. They beat Lucha House Party. Uh, then it was Dolph and Bobby Roode versus Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, which was quite a quick one. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were eliminated. Uh, then it was Dolphin Rude versus Heavy Machinery, uh, which Heavy Machinery won. Then it was Heavy Machinery versus The New Day. What do you think of Heavy Machinery, mate? They getting over. They people are like over. people like Heavy Machinery. I like Heavy Machinery. Uh, Otis like stands out. Like I, I feel like Tucker kind of falls into the background sometimes. Because Otis has so much personality, and like the whole taking off the shirt thing and like jiggling like. I think people like are really entertained by that. Like I wasn't expecting the Saudi crowd to pop for that. They went crazy for Otis. Like it, it's it's good for them, man. Like I mean, you know, maybe down the line they probably could become tag team champions. I don't think it's right now, but I definitely think one of these days, you know, heavy machinery gonna get it done. Yeah, I know. I they're not like for my personal taste, but they're getting over. Mm-hmm. And the more more teams that get over, the better. So, you know. Is what it is. Uh, so the heavy machinery lost to the new day. Then the new day beat the B team. Then the revival beat the new day. Was it or was it no? The new day beat the revival. And then the final match was the new day versus the OC, uh, with the OC winning. Uh, uh, with the magic killer for the three. Um, Oh, no, sorry. And then, I do apologize, there was another match after that. Then, then it was the OC versus the Raw Tag Team Champions, the Viking Raiders, which I quite enjoyed that final match. Um, I quite like their work together, the two te- the, the those two. And I wonder whether they will do a title match off the back of this because they beat the champions to, to win it. Yeah, I, I think I think that might be the way to uh, to go. You you might get your... Uh, I know you said it's off air. You might get your prediction about... Um... The OC um, getting a title shot. Yeah, you said that off there too. But I, I, yeah. I don't think I, I don't think they're gonna beat the Viking Raiders. But well, not right no. now. But no, I, I, I I don't either. I think the Viking Raiders will probably keep it until they fuse with AOP, and then maybe the AOP will get it. It's a battle but, of the beef. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought the tag match was it was all right, but. It's, it was long because it was like nine, eight matches or nine matches. It's a, it's a lot of wrestling, like back to back tag team wrestling. Let let, um, let 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 me ask you this: So, what what do you think is going to happen with Biggie and Kofi Kingston now? Seeing as how Xavier Woods will probably be out until like the summer of twenty twenty. So here's what I would do: I would have um, Kofi lose like a bit of belief in himself and question himself and. I'd have him losing or making mistakes that cost the team losses, like um, like accidentally going to punch someone and punching a big E. Or, oh, don't, know, just, don't, don't tell me you're about to say what I think you're about to say. Don't do, it to me, don't do it to me, sir. Just because. <laughs> and then I would, I would have them not split up. I would have them both turn heel 
um, ah, after a, after a run of not not necessarily losing constantly, but just Kofi can't, can't questioning him. Yeah, Kofi can't just get himself together. He's questioning himself. He's like reacting badly to losses without turning. So like not having like a tantrum like Christian used to do, but like just getting really frustrated and angry. And then eventually it like builds up and then they attack, I don't know, heavy machinery or like a baby face team and turn heels. I feel like they could do with a freshening up. And I also feel like um, there's enough other people selling the merch that they can afford to turn the New Day heel now. The yeah. Fiend and Bray Wyatt is selling. Um, I got told they're selling so much merch of that. They released that case, didn't they? The Muscle Man case mm. on uh, Monday. They only made a thousand, and I got told it sold out in like fifteen minutes or something. Yeah, say so, uh, New New Day. They've been one of WWE's top sellers for like yeah, three yeah. years straight. Like yeah, and I feel like there's a few more guys around than there has been previously who are selling merch that maybe they could, uh, you know. Oh yeah, they got enough people. I I know Daniel Bryan does well. Sasha Banks, Bailey does well. Bailey was doing well prior to the heel turn. Ricochet. Rick, Rick, I don't, I don't know about Ricochet, but he he. Yeah, well, but fact, sure yeah, he, he yeah. But I, I know Roman Reigns is one. Yeah, for sure. Seth Rollins is one for sure. Like yeah, it's, it's a it's a couple people. And, and Alexa reckon, Bliss. Yeah, I reckon Heavy Machinery will probably start to sell. If they can give them some decent merch, because they're that type of um, cartoony, you know, babe, the kids love them, the families love them, that kind of baby face. Spe- speaking of, of speaking of merch, why we why we talking about merchandise? What you think about the Jordan Miles situation? Oh boy, that's a deep I, one. Um, yeah, I just think it's like straight up bullshit, mate. To to for them to come up with that design and like it to get through so many people yeah. to the point of production, it's just embarrassing, mate. For for the for a company that size to to you know to be to be putting something out like that, I like just the just the lack of awareness. Yeah, because it's obvious. You know, the first mm-hmm. first time I saw that design without even reading the tweet or being aware of that tweet. I saw that design, and that is the first thing that sprung to mind. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm thinking that, you know, what? And it, it, oh, it just it, it boggles my mind what they were thinking. What um, I would say is, I do think, um, I do think he should have gone to the source. Know. Yeah, I Direct think he should have gone to Triple H that, and you, said straight yeah. up. Like without doing it in public because that's a bad look for him. Not because of his career and stuff, because he can go and work wherever if they fire him or they let him go or whatever. But like, just maybe go to Triple H, say what the problem is. You know, say this is not on. This is not all the stuff he said in the tweet. Say mm. that to Triple H, and if Triple H doesn't deal with it, then call it out in public and say, "Look, I wanted to keep this in house." I went to Triple H, I said this, I said it wasn't acceptable, and, you know, he didn't. Yeah, see, my, 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 my whole thing on it was, 
what is actually still thinking about it is that like I, I understand that point of oh, hang on but, so with the other thing sorry well, I just wanted to add as well it's the other thing he shouldn't have done is he shouldn't have uh, he should have blacked out the email of, you know, the email address of the person. You know, he shared the email for the person who said Triple H. He, uh, I can't remember his name, but basically the guy who designed the T-shirt told yeah. Jordan Miles that Triple H said he likes it, which wasn't the case. But when he like put the picture up of the email, he should have like covered that guy's email address just simply to cover himself from a legal point of view. Because you can't, you know, it's confidential email and stuff. You can't be. Yeah, you uh, can't get sued from that. You, you can't you definitely get, can get sued from that. Yeah, you can't be putting out someone's email address, like a business email address like that. Um, yeah, but, but see, my, you know, uh, my whole thing on it was I get the whole stance of him trying to look professional. But I mean, like, just like ju- just me speaking from a, a black man's perspective, like, bro, mm-hmm. why in the blue hill do we always got to be the ones that got to be professional when it comes to stuff like this? Yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah that, that, that's that's like the constant thing. They like, and, and, and I'm pretty sure you saw some of the replies that backs what I'm saying. They like, you need to be grateful. You need to be happy. Yeah. You even got a shirt. Like, what type of shit is that? Yeah. Like, he the WWE superstar just like everybody else. I'm like, nah, nah. But but he got to be grateful. And black oh, people. Oh no, I don't so mean that. Like, no, 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 not you. But I'm yeah, talking no, about just from in general. Like they, yeah, yeah. They, you, 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 you the one that got to be so professional all the time, and you got to be this, and you got to be that. And I'm like. He fed up. That's what it was. And, he, and like you could like, and anybody who's seen ACH's stuff before obviously knew that he was dealing with some type of um, racial stuff in the past because he had a shirt out la- early last year, like during the uh, Super Junior Tournament of 2018. I think he was in uh, when when it was like um, he had a shirt that was like F racism, watch wrestling, and and people saying that was a new shirt. That shirt's been out forever, but mm-hmm. well, for a whole year. But yeah, I see like I, I and I knew when I saw that shirt from him last year when he was in the um not the super junior the, uh, they're the best of the super junior tournament. I was like he probably you know get some get a couple a couple of them messages you know people saying some racist stuff to him for him to put out a shirt like that. You know what I'm saying? Like and yeah, just, yeah. Like, just, just knowing noticing like little stuff like that. So I mean he probably was fed the hell up. And then like you know people try to say oh well he shouldn't have went all public about it. I'm like well look. I mean, I, I'm 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 not gonna fault the dude because he 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 felt some type of way, and he and he got his shit off, and I don't blame him because sure. he, like he like you 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 can't keep doing that to no. black to black people like like just yeah, in yeah. general you can't keep saying oh you you need to be respectful about every single situation you need to be professional about every single situation dude when Luke Harbor requested his I, no, and let me just let me just point this out it was Hurricane Helms. Um, on Twitter, and him and him and Sarah Logan and EC3 made little little snarky comments, uh, uh, indirect of course, about Jordan Miles' situation. And you know they took took you know little 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 subtitle shots. And then when when they get questioned about it, they do the whole defensive thing, like, oh no, I wasn't talking about that. No, damn well, that's what you was talking about. But I remember there was a screenshot, and they called out uh, Hurricane on this. He said he said this he said this about the Jordan Miles situation. He said I remember the days. When I didn't have to start a whole bunch of stuff on social media and I could just get over on my own merit. And I remember him saying that. And then when Luke Harper posted his message to social media about him running his release, he like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Could keep going. I'm like, bro, Luke Harper just did the same exact damn thing. 
he just publicly put out there that he wanted his release from the company. That's a, that's a big stir right there. And I'm like, but there's no problem with that. When the revival been complaining for like six months about how they went out of WWE, but that that that's okay. Like it's yeah, oh, freedom revival, right? But Jordan Miles is he not even saying that he wanted his release from WWE. He's saying y'all some bullshit with his shirt. Like, and y'all know what y'all doing with this shirt. And I want y'all to he called him out on it. But everybody, oh, oh my God, you should be so professional about the situation. That is not how you go about it. Like, what? So you telling me publicly asking for your release from a company that you signed a contract with that you could have not had signed a contract with, but you chose to do that. That that's not causing a stir. Mr. Mike Canellis, who signed a five year deal with WWE in July when he had the opportunity to leave, requested his release from WWE three months after he signed his new contract. Right. And everybody's, oh, my God, Mike Canellis deserves so much more. Like, what? <laughs> he literally had the chance to leave and he didn't. And I mean, I understand all the factors going into it with family. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like any man with a kid and a wife, you want to take care of your family. Like that's just natural instinct, regardless of race. But like, please, anybody who listen to this, stop with the goddamn double standard for black wrestlers. It is annoying. I'm tired of it. They're tired of it. Just a quick mention. Like even the same thing. I see MJF say the craziest, the wildest stuff to people. This dude has literally made fun of somebody in the goddamn wheelchair, and people say, "Oh my God, he's a great heel." I saw yeah. Moose make I saw Moose make fun of somebody on Twitter, and everybody was like, "Moose, that is not cool. You can't do that. Like, you got to be professional, man." Like, what? <laughs> like, what? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, and like, I'm gonna just leave it at this. Please, for God's sake, stop with this double standard for black wrestlers because the the inner racism is just showing. Like, just stop. And yeah, that's all I got to say. We can move on now. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it. And like, you know, for me, like I'm white, mm. so I've not experienced racism. Right. So it's easy for me to say, oh, he should have handled it maybe slightly different because I've not experienced it. Whereas someone like Jordan Miles or like yourself, mm. who's experienced it throughout their life on and off, at different times from different people for different reasons, you know, different in situations or whatever it may be. Mm. Eventually, like, you know, enough's enough, isn't it? And you're just going to say, nah, I've had enough. This is bullshit. Yeah. After, you know, and like, for me, like, my only thing was the email. He should have covered the email address just to cover himself more than anything, not to protect the guy. But to, so that he doesn't get into like a legal trouble. Um, I think if he had gone to Triple H, maybe it could have been dealt with in a different way in terms of um, not in terms of like not making it public or like him not tweeting that stuff. But from a point of view of Triple H, I feel I feel like Triple H would have dealt with it in a proper way, like he would have reprimanded the people who designed the shirt and he would have, you know, spoken to Jordan Miles about it and dealt with it rather than like sweeping it into the carpet or anything like that. I think, yeah. like, I don't know. Um, and then maybe because like the one thing is like, it's difficult to see how he's going to come back to have a WWE career now because mm. he went so public. It shouldn't be, 
you know, because he's super talented and he hasn't really done anything wrong. Yeah, you, some people will say he shouldn't have brought it out in public and he shouldn't have done this. But the fact is, it was a bullshit shirt and yeah. it should have never been designed. should have never got through enough people to get to a, a, the store. So why the hell should he be punished for calling out the bullshit on it? Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say on it, which I didn't like from him, I didn't really like uh, what he said to, to Jay Lethal on Twitter. I yeah, thought that was, yeah, that was I, a bit... Well, 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 see, I, I gotta call that out because, like, I, I, I'm, I'm completely with him for the culture thing. I'm 100 yeah. percent behind him. I back him. But like, you, you, like, you can't say it's for the culture, then bring down somebody that's in it. But like, at the same time, like, I mean, you, you know, that that's just me. Like, very, you know, people got different opinions on on that specific topic. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't agree with that one. Like, you know, bringing Jay Lethal into it. I mean, regardless of, I mean, but he, he probably do have some, like, some personal beef with Jay Lethal that he had to get off. And that's just, you know, that's a man-to-man situation. They got to work out. But just for me personally, I agree with everything else he said. But I was like, you can't bring down another brother that's that's in it with you. Like, regardless of if Jay Lethal is, like, what he called him. Uncle Tom, I don't know yeah, that because yeah. I never met Jay Lethal, and I have even if I did meet Jay Lethal, I haven't been around him enough to actually know if he is an Uncle Tom or not. So you know what I'm saying, like so I yeah, yeah. really can't judge that. So with that, like the stuff he said about Ring of Honor up until when he went on to Jay Lethal personally, mm-hmm. I kind of agreed with because over the last couple of years, or over the say the last five to eight years, they've had some unbelievable black wrestlers under contract, and they've never pushed them right to the top so i can understand him criticizing them for that but it was the bit where he went personally after jay lethal i felt like that undermined everything he was saying and that's a shame because everything he's saying needed to be say said and you know people getting all pissy and saying all the crap they're saying to him in the replies and People have got an opinion. At the end of the day, I would rather him call out that. I'd rather anyone call out someone or a company for being racist where there's evidence and they've done it and there's like proof that they've done it. So it's not just like people throwing out accusations without any substance. Fucking right. Call it out and do it publicly. Because that's the only way you're going to change the world. Right. The only way you're going to change people and let people know that these things are not acceptable and that 90% of people who are decent and just want to like live all together and get on and enjoy wrestling and enjoy life and don't give a shit if someone's white, black, brown, Asian or anything else. The only way to change that is to fucking educate people. The only way you can educate people is by calling people out for their racism, homophobia, whatever it may be. Bigotry. Fuck them. For sure. I I, I agree, man. I agree with your sentiments. Like, it's, you know, it's a lot of stuff that, like, I've seen over the past couple of days from people who I, you know, followed on Twitter, who I, I do like a mass unfollowing from people. I just seen like liking and replying to dumbass stuff. Like, and like just seeing people true colors about situations. Like, I'm like, damn, that's how y'all really feel. Like, and like, th- this is my, this is my thing on it. Right. 
And I, I'm pretty sure you can, because you seem like a level-headed dude that will understand this, even somebody who's not somebody of color. People love when black people entertain them, love the culture, love the music, love everything about it. But when they, anytime we decide to step out of that box, it's like, whoa, 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 don't, whoa, don't do that. Don't, don't like, bring it, politics like, into it. it. Don't it, bring it, race it, into it. It's, it's like the same, like, lo, lo, love us on the basketball court, love us on the American football court, love us uh, in professional wrestling as entertaining characters. But anytime you step outside of that box, they like, nah, bruh, you can't do that. Don't do that. Why you got to bring race into it? Like I'm like, dude. Like so, it's it's okay for us to entertain entertain your ass, right? Like that's okay. That's all fine and dandy, right? But when it, anytime it's time to step outside of that, for you to realize how really racist it is out here, like it's the issue. Like I'm like I'm thinking about this. I'm and people wondering like, and me and you actually talked about this on the last podcast, and people wondering why Kofi Kingston's title reign was so important. I'm like, bro, professional wrestling is a scripted sport. It took WWE. They've had two black champions in like 50 years. Two black WWE champions. And I'm not talking about that goddamn big gold belt. I'm not talking about the universal title. Savvy's even been a black universal champion anyway, not to even count that. But 50 years of that main WWE title, two black men have been champion. Could have put that belt on Mark Henry. Could have put Bobby it on Lashley. Booker T. Bobby Lashley. Had so many options, right, but didn't do it. And people say why the Kofi Kingston's title run was so big. You want to use your brain for a quick minute? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even, dude, yeah. even this year, beginning of this year, Bobby Lashley, how long has the Intercontinental title been around? That was like one of their first titles, right? Bobby Lashley, Bobby, Bobby Lashley, early this year in February, was the, became the ninth black man to win the IC title in the history of WWE. And Ricochet, um, I think Ricochet's died the seventh or the eighth black person to win a U.S. title, and that title has been in effect in WWE since 2003. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, yeah. and, and 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 granted, I'm not sitting here saying like every black person that has been came in in WWE along the way has been um, super duper championship material, but I've seen people who've had the mo- the worst gimmicks become champion like and no no disrespect to Santino Morella because he can actually mm-hmm. fight but I've seen this dude win intercontinental titles yeah, IC titles tag team titles with these crazy t- with these crazy gimmicks but you got somebody like just I, I can't even think off the top of my head black wrestlers who have not had that opportunity and they've had like really solid gimmicks and I, I know a lot of like I know a lot of people nowadays are like really really high on Montez Ford yeah, but he like, should be the new bloody. He, rem, he does remind me of the Rock, mm, just the the, the charisma. Yeah, and he's way more everything. athletic than the Rock. Way oh, yeah, more. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like the thing is, people keep saying, "Oh, I, I can't wait for Montez Ford to be world champion." Sigh, I promise you, as as soon as he becomes world champion, you will see the exact same thing that you saw with Kofi Kingston in, ter- in terms of how people react to him on social media. But I digress, sir. I digress. Oh, that's good. We we love a bit of digression. We always go off on uh, various tangents, mate. Anyway, it's uh, it's why our podcasts end up being so long because we end yeah. up talking about a million other different things. But it's good. It's all cool. So um, you know what we need is we need a weekly show so that we can like not have to cram everything into like a 
the post pay per view shows. We, 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 we're gonna be right back in a couple of weeks, and that podcast is gonna be like four hours long. We got war games. We're gonna have SmackDown, and I'm pretty oh, sure we're gonna have Survivor well, Series. We, Survivor Series, and AEW. then AEW NXT. Man, it's gonna be a long one. Yeah, for sure, man. You better tell po- you better tell post wrestling that you won't be able to do anything for half a day. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> right, come on then. Let's get on with it. So next up was Mansoor versus uh, Cesaro. Um, I like that. I, yeah, I, like I quite that. enjoyed this match. I did, you, say. I mean, did you hear the way people were reacting to Mansoor, man? Superstar. Superstar in Saudi Arabia. I even tweeted this out. I was like, can you imagine the pop if he wins like the IC title or the US title in Saudi Arabia in one of these shows? That crowd is going to lose it like they they love Mansoor, man. They love him. Has he get, has he been on NXT before? Yeah, he's he, been on a few times, yeah, haven't he? He's been on NXT a couple of times. He he works a lot of their live events in Florida, like the Florida Loop. He does that all the time. But like, I I think he was on the last NXT episode before they went to the USA Network, and okay, he had a, so he had what, a match. So what they could do is they could do like a NXT North American title match. For him, in Saudi Arabia, the next Saudi, oh boy, you know, like versus I don't know who's the champ now, uh, Roderick Strong, and, uh, and you could have take it off him, and then if you don't want to keep it on him, you could take it off him on the next live, uh, the next TV episode, if you really wanted to, or you could give him a run and see how he goes. But I mean, I think he's he's improved a lot from the last time he's I saw, saw him. He's good. Like he's not like bad in the ring at all. Like he's no, really no. good. Also I love Cesaro, man. He's so so. Yeah, man. Like, see, I I I I feel bad for Cesaro, bro. Like, cause I mean, cause you do you remember when Vincent Man did the Stone Cold podcast on the yeah. network, and he he just like he, I mean, what what he said, like he wasn't necessarily lying, you know, like when he talked about the mic skills and like relation to the crowd, you, you know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't, and then so I know um. I forgot who said this. This was, I think, it, it's somebody said it during an interview about Cesaro. About, it, it, in fact, it was Corey Graves doing that after the Bill podcast, and he he's somebody who knows Cesaro personally. He was like Cesaro, but be the first person to tell you I'm not that guy on the mic. You know what I'm saying? Like he's just, but like it, it like it, it's some about those dudes who you know should be world champion that hasn't been world champion, and they just gain that fan fit. So I'm kind of hoping like the same thing that happened with Kofi. Eventually ends up happening in Cesaro. Like people just get fed up with it, and they like, you know what, man? Like it, it, it's time, it's time. Cause I, I feel like a Cesaro versus Brock Lesnar match to tear the damn house down. Even it, he, even if he loses, like you know. But yeah, they, like, I I really enjoyed the match between Cesaro and man. So Cesaro's the man. Mansoor got the big hometown pop. They love him. Saudi's boy. Do you think that? Um... The one thing with Cesaro now is he might get pigeonholed a little bit because he had that match um, on NXT Cardiff with the... Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, Ilya Dragunov. And then he's had the one with Mansoor where he's going to be like the kind of gatekeeper guy who do like... Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, like guys they want to get over or guys they want to give a shine to. They just put him in the ring with him. Uh, yeah, um, it's looking like that. I'm, I'm hoping it's not that, but that's what it's looking like. Now, that's what Dolph Ziggler was. Like, remember when Shinsuke came on the main roster? And I think he feuded with Bobby Roode a little bit when Bobby Roode first came to the main roster. Like, yeah, I mean, you know. 
Give me, give me a Cesaro Brock feud for the WWE title. But I'm telling you, people, people would get into that. Oh yeah. Like just you, you don't even have to have Cesaro. If that if you, if they're worried of Cesaro talking, he ain't got to talk. Just beat the shit Paul out of Brock. Paul not even Paul, not, talking. not even Paul Heyman. Just have Brock Lesnar. Not, I mean, Cesaro not be scared to fight Brock. Yeah, like, and he'd just like, have him fight. Just have him fight him. Like you got to be, you got to talk to him, punch him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, Mansoor won uh, with the he landed a moonsault for three. I really enjoyed the match. I thought Mansoor has improved a lot since the the Saudi Battle Royal, where I looked thought he looked a little bit um, the like the last Saudi event where he, I think he was in the Battle Royal and he just mm-hmm. looked a bit um, just Out a bit place. off it. Like yeah, not not like terrible, but just a little bit. Like timing was just a bit off and stuff. Was Maybe he was a bit too. nervous. Yeah, yeah, he gotta be having he really nervous. Um, next up was Braun Strowman versus my guy Tyson Fury. I say my guy, but he's not really my guy. But <laughs> he's just, just British, isn't he? But he's. Um, I thought he did quite well, actually. I didn't considering... think this was that bad as people made. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Like it was as legit his first match. Like I was like. Eh, he, he, you know he did pretty he did all right you know yeah, for somebody right. like he, he didn't just go in there and just throw punches and like typical stuff that you would expect from yeah. a boxer like he you know he took a couple bumps you know, and you know and I, I i think he had like some protective padding like on his side like cause i kind of noticed it like when he would like laying on his his side like it was like something poking up that's why i was the like thing yeah, is, though, some padding right there yeah the thing is so he was um he was battered in his last fight. Like he was all cut up and bruised, and yeah. he had bruises on his ribs, and he had bruises that and cuts. That was versus Wild. Wasn't that his name? Walden? Uh, no, no, Walden. Um, yeah, Walden. I think it was Walden. Yeah. Walden. Yeah. Um, and it was quite brutal. So like, and that wasn't that long ago. Um, but like, I didn't expect him to be taking power slams and slams and drop and big boots to the face. And he, mm. um, he took. Uh, what else? He did a drive-by drop, like a drive-by drop kick himself. He did a big boot himself. Did he good, did a lot, man. He did a lot more than I I thought he was going to do, and I thought they made the right decision for the finish because Braun couldn't afford to lose clean or get pinned, but equally they couldn't beat Fury. Right. So it was kind of like I thought this was the best way to do it, where you had Fury punch him, and he's disorientated. Can't get back in the ring, and then he now comes what, back in and gives him now a what, slam. what did you think of that entrance, though? Awesome, it's a lot of for entertainment value. That Saudi money is ridiculous. That pyro, that was like two minutes of pyro. Yeah. And, then, and bro, they loved Fury, though. Do you know how much money they probably had to pay to license that song? I can never, but I hear that song all the time at my family get togethers, bro. Like I. I'm trying to like remember the song right now. That, that's that's yeah, how yeah. you that, that that's how that's how you know I'm a youngin. Youngin. <laughs> yeah, but man, like, because you know that that's like licensing stuff, right? You gotta pay people. Yeah, to yeah. Oh, like God, a yeah. song, but like, yeah, like they. Fury's used it before, I think. Yep. Yep. But yeah, man, that's and like the same way how Ronda that they had to pay Joan Jet. I think the that's uh, unbelievable to me to, still. That is that they paid Joan Jet for that. Yeah. The rights to that feud. The, right, the rights to that song. It fit though, it yeah. Fit. But you know, 
Yeah, man. Like I, I, I didn't think Tyson Fury did bad. You know, it was a decent showing. You know, he did way more than I expected him to do. And then, like, I mean, as far as Braun Strowman goes, I'm just not invested in Strowman anymore. Like, I'm, you know, Strowman's just Strowman. Like, it's just whatever. All right. Okay. Here's a question for you. Hypothetical. Would you be on board for a Strowman-led stable turn heel? Led, um, if he led Rowan and Harper in like a monster stable, not the Wyatt family, but like some sort of stable, and nah, they went man. a I'm, bit I'm, darker, I'm, or would I'm, you I'm, rather just see I'm, him win some matches? I'm just checked out on Strowman as a whole, like I, I, yeah. I am, I, I'm checked out on him, man. Like, and it, I don't think it's nothing that's gonna get me like super invested in Braun Strowman, like how I was back in 2017, like when he was fresh off his few in Roman, like I was like. Please put the world universal title in this dude. Like, make it happen. But like, right, right now, I'm just not in the Braun Strowman. Like, he's just yeah. kind of just there. They um, it's just another one where they completely dropped the ball when he was at his hottest. And there's so many guys they've done it to, where they just don't pull the trigger at the right time. Um, you know, they've done it with Joe. They've done it with. Roman at different times where they probably should have turned him heel. They've done it with uh, Braun. They've done it with Bray before. It's frustrating because at those different times was when those guys could have gone from superstars to like top, top stars. You know, obviously Roman's top star anyway. But like when he, when they, at the peak where he was being booed every week, mm. if they turned him heel, He'd have had so much heat. He would have been the biggest heel they'd had since the Attitude Era. Um, when Braun was at his peak and he faced uh, Lesnar, if he'd beaten him, he'd have been like over the hill then to being a superstar to a top star. Same with Samoa Joe. They should have put the title on him in one of the AJ matches where his promo work was just unbelievable. You know, Bray Wyatt, we're not going to get started on the amount of times they messed that up. But finally, they seem to have got it in order. Um, next up was the United States Championship. AJ Styles, accompanied by the World Tag Team World Cup winners, the OC, faced Umberto Carrillo. Dale, guys. There we go. <laughs> what do you think of this match? I didn't think it was as good as their Raw match. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, like, I just... You know, like it, it, it was just because I like just saw the raw match. It was literally like three days ago. So when I saw this, I was like, it's gonna be kind of the same thing, and it kind of was. But you know, it was it was a good match, good show. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was good. It was a good AJ, show. AJ Styles, he's all, you know, he's just awesome, and Carrillo looks like he could be something real good if they don't mess it up. Um, the finish was Carrillo went for a moonsault, injured his knee. As Styles moved out of the way, and then Styles hits him with a phenomenal forearm for the clean win. And the, so, the club celebrated with their trophy and their title, and they were too. So, he, so heading into Survivor Series, what do you think is next for AJ Gallows and Anderson? Do you think they're going to reunite with the man, Mr. Fergal, Fergal Finn Balor Devitt? They should. They should. But. I don't think they will. I want to see Undisputed Era versus the OC because I think it would be awesome. Oh yeah, quick, 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 quick note, quick note, quick note. So, what, what do you think about the all the all women's um, war games match that got announced? 
It's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be a banger. So good. Now, now I see I see a lot of people, a lot of people making a lot of little speculation. I'm interested, man. They said, okay, so you know it's uh Rhea, Tegan. Um, I think Dakota's on the team. I haven't seen the episode of NXT yet, so bear with me in my wrong. But I saw the stuff on Twitter. Um, and I know uh, Team Shayna Baszler, they have an empty spot. And a lot of people saying uh, a, a certain former Raw Women's Champion, UFC Hall of Famer, could be that fifth. I mean, the, the yeah, the, what is it, 5 on 5 or 4 on 4? Um, so it's the three horsewomen and right. Bianca versus Rhea, Candice, Tegan, and Dakota Kai. Wait, wait, it, it, no, isn't EO on team? Uh, yeah, sorry, EO. Yeah, well. EO, EO Shirai, she's um, on team. Um, yeah, so it's five at the moment. It's five versus four. There's a space on, on the, the MMA baby. horse women. No, it's a, it's a spot no, on the no, horse women. Bella, Bianca Bella is on the heel team, maybe. Uh, she is? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, that was where she lined up yesterday. But because, that's not official, though, right? Because, um, because after the match, after the tag team match, Rhea comes down to make the save as the babyface. Io Shirai attacks her. And then as Rhea f- fights back against Io, Bianca Belair comes out and her and Rio start beating up Rhea. Um, and then the babyfaces make the save to start the big, huge brawl. Uh, and then but, when but they the, lined up, when the, the, they like separated them and you had like the two teams facing off um, in the ring, you had... The three horsewomen, uh, EO and Bianca Belair. And on the outside, you had Rhea, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, and Candice LeRae. So a lot of people were speculating that maybe uh, the fifth person could be like Mia Yim. To me. Give me Ronda. Give me Ronda. That's what I want. Yeah, Ronda and then move Bianca to the babyface team. But 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 or, the team the teams on official though yeah like I know it's just no, Shayna no, they, and Rhea they, leading the teams I know they got yeah, announced as team captains. Uh, I um I'd quite like to see Ember Moon as well if there was a space on the babyface team. If, they, if there's a space on the babyface team or on the heel team, you want to know who I want to see come back just to get just to get a a quick match. I want to see Naomi come back. I really do. I really yeah. want to see Naomi come back. I want Naomi to go like if, if she I think she could do the heel thing. Give her a new theme song. Like I, I think she like could rock NXT it as a as a bubbly as a, baby like face. A, no, as like a um like an aggressive heel, like a trainer. Kind of, yeah, like just who's like kind of like um you know I've done all this. I'm better than you all. Kind of you know like not big time in it, but like mm. just a bit like like. So confident that it rubs people up the wrong way, right? But backs it up by being that good in the ring as well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this the problem is the women's division in NXT is stacked so good. I mean, it's, the women's division in NXT recently has just been so good. Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley are so over in their sp- specific, uh in their roles of heel and face. Just unbelievable. Rhea Ripley, the crowd is so hot for her. And Io Shirai is just awesome as this badass heel. But they're all, all those women last night, they were so over. 
and they were so good. The tag team match was wicked, really good. And um, I thought, I thought last night was the first time where NXT. I've thought NXT has been the better show uh, from a wrestling point of view for the last few weeks. But I last week and the week before, I enjoyed AEW more, even though I thought NXT was the better wrestling show. Last night, I thought NXT was by far the better show, which was interesting. But, mm. it's, you know, it's personal opinions, isn't it? And, and that's not to say I thought AEW was rubbish, because I really enjoyed AEW last night. But I thought it was the first time where I thought there was like quite a big gap in like how good each show was. I, I feel like NXT is starting to reel people in with storylines. Like, yeah, they, they, like the 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 Finn Balor thing was the first the first thing, and that was like everybody was like, oh, I gotta watch this. And then now they just announced a War Games match, and then like I'm pretty sure everybody, and then they haven't announced the teams, so I'm pretty sure people want to see how that's gonna play out on TV. So they 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 got people hooked until Survivor Series, man. They got them hooked. It looks and like that, there's gonna be a, a male War Games match as well. They hinted at it at the end, which yeah, Chomp, be, I saw that uh, on Twitter. Champa kept saying. Chomper, Yes. Champa Riddle and Keith Lee plus someone else versus Undisputed Era, um, which would be interesting. Who would you put in that slot, mate? Uh, Champa, Keith Lee, Matt Dijak- Riddle. Dijakovic. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's so many people that you maybe Velveteen Dream. Maybe. I mean, you know, but I mean, like, either way, I think Undisputed Era should win. Regardless, yeah, they should have done. They should have, especially if they were doing a women's war games match. I don't understand why they didn't have Finn Balor turn earlier, like a week earlier, and then do his interview last week, but like tease as if he was joining Undisputed Era, and then just as Undisputed Era, where they were going to do the pose, you have the OC like come in through the crowd, attack him from behind, and you do. Oh, Undisputed Era versus the OC in the War Games would have been incredible. That's your dream match, buddy. Oh, mate, especially in in front of an NXT crowd, that was like would have been my dream. And when Finn came to to NXT and and like in that first show when he was there and he faced off against Adam Cole, I was like, they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it, man. And they didn't do it. Damn them. Right, uh, Lacey Evans versus Natalia was next. I um, loved it. It was real good. It was. It was. It not, was emotional. Not, not. Not even the match. Forget the just match. The, the I'm overall. talking. Yeah, just like that. That was great. That was great. And like, like you, you could like when the title came and she like she was about to like just break down. Man, I was like, woo! I was like, who messed with my eyes? Yeah. Because no, like, like you, you could tell, man. Like that meant a lot to her. Like yeah, and, and Lacey, you could tell that meant a lot to them, man. Lacey just broke down, didn't she? After yeah, the match, she broke character and everything. Like you know, like that meant a lot, bro. Like to a lot of people. So that's like doesn't uh, Lacey look different without her like full makeup on and without her kind of different clothes? I thought she looked really different, like softer makeup. Um, no, she's like the same person to me. <laughs> I just thought yeah. she looked a bit different. I think um, she, I think they should form a tag team. I do the two of them. I think then they team uh, up. Yeah, they did, and I think you could use this particular like the thing afterwards as well 
as Man, like the baby that's a good face. Idea. As that, the baby that, face turn for Lacey because I feel I, like I wouldn't she even could be, be a mad really if they could baby baby face. I wouldn't even be mad if they did like switch the titles. No, you that. gotta keep. No, 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 no. Stay away from the Kabuki Warriors. They've got to keep it for a year. No, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm being like so. Like now, I'm not saying like immediately, but like this could be this match could be the catalyst for Natalia and Lacey having the form of friendship, and I feel like people will really get behind. Yeah. Um, that tag team. And like I'm I, like I, I would I, I'm all for the Kabuki Warriors. I like them 100. percent But I'm saying like this could be like a bigger story to them chasing the tag titles, and that and that'd be a way to get Natalia some steam. Like people, they like Natalia's just like there most of the time. Like she's just like just there half of the time. And I feel like this would be a way to get her some you know some stuff. But Kyrie saying and Oscar they on the road right now. But I'm not saying like immediately. I'm saying yeah. like this could build, be a way. Build. Yeah. And then add another team to the division. Yeah, definitely. And I, I, I think that they should use this crown jewel match as the the face turn for Lacey. Don't run it back. Don't do anything. Just play this clip. Have them come out together. Cut a promo. Say that the emotion and the gravitas of this event and wrestling, the first female match in Saudi Arabia, has brought them closer together. They've become close friends, whatever, you know, word it however you want to word it and have them start having good matches against people. Don't have them like beating everyone all the time. Just build them slowly, like as a team, double team moves and chemistry and and tell a story, like a long term story, which culminates at WrestleMania with them beating the Kabuki Warriors, where it starts off when they first start teaming over the next few weeks. There, there's a few like mistakes or like a bit of miscommunication where they bump into each other or you know whatever, and and build it slowly where the the chemistry gets better and the you know the relationship gets stronger. They develop these double team moves and you know all this type of stuff to tell a long term story. They they so often rush to get where they need to go. Tell us a story. It's what you're supposed to do. Um, in terms of this match, I like it wasn't an amazing, you know, it was technically fine, technically pretty good. It was entertaining. It was all about, you know, the gravitas of the event, the emotion. Um, it was very dusty in the room that I was in. And uh, mm-hmm. that, um, did, wait, eyes, did, did you see that dude throw the water bottle in the tire? Well, not the, I don't know who it was. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna say it's a dude, but you know, somebody throw a water bottle. Yeah, yeah, twice. But yeah, yeah, I did notice that she handled it really well, didn't she? She just she played it all. She kind of looked and just keep kept on walking. But yeah, and I felt like um, obviously Lacey was a marine, um, and you could tell it was a big thing for her. They mentioned her daughter before beforehand and said like, you know, that's got to be such a big thing for her. To like tell her daughter, look, you know we we wrestled in Saudi Arabia with the first females to do it. Do you know what I mean? That's got to be yeah. like a huge. You know her thing her daughter's her. on the road with her. Is she? Mm-hmm. That's, she a, bring, that's her, amazing. Her daughter, she bring her daughter on the road all the time. Go to shows. Her daughter on the road with it a lot. That's like amazing. a like a like a regular really thing. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. I like Lacey Evans as well. I think she's really cool. See, th- see, th- this is what I hate. Like stuff like this. I'm supposed to not like Lacey Evans now. Like, yeah. see, 
<laughs> she's isn't she like the perfect baby face though when you read her story and like what oh, about her and stuff and definitely. she's like a parent and she's a marine and it's like she's a baby face yeah hopefully she yeah, is man. now so yeah natalia won with the sharpshooter but like we said it wasn't really about the 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 actual match it was about At all what represented and uh you know wwe takes a lot of crap for things they do or rightly so um and they have done on this show tonight but fair play to them they said a year ago triple h i think it was said you can't change things or do things without being there um and everyone was kind of like oh yeah it's bullshit it's bullshit but they they've had a female match in saudi arabia so you know they kind of did what they set out to do which was to make some sort of change you know, you know I, I, don't I, get I think... me wrong they're they're there for the money i know that and you know let's not pretend otherwise but you know they had a female match at the saudi show that's good and that is you know that could only be a good thing I think what people wanted for the most part, they wanted the evolution pay per view. I think yeah, people, I, yeah. I, I, I think people opposed to having one match in Saudi Arabia. They wanted a whole show dedicated to women. But like, I, I trust me, I understand that. But I feel like, like, dude, this is like some groundbreaking. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's a yeah. big deal. Like having the first women's match in Saudi Arabia. They just did the same thing at Abu Dhabi. Like, yeah, yeah, they did. They, 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 Sasha they, and um, someone. Alexa Bliss. Yeah, they. Bless they they broke they broke some barriers today, man. Like and they they I know so Stephanie McMahon said in the interview they trying to make that a regular thing with Saudi shows having a women's match and then possibly growing it to two matches and you know try to make it more of a regular thing. Then the thing I was the thing the thing the only time it'll be evolution from Saudi Arabia. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> but just just based on Saudi yeah. Arabia. But the yeah. one thing the one thing I was curious about was I was like, why did they have Becky Lynch? I go there. Mm. Yeah, it's, that that, I, that was like weird to me. I'm like, if anything, I'd have thought you would have sent Becky over there before anybody. Becky like versus Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought the match we was gonna get. Like then, that, that was that, that was the ever happening. Yeah, it's a weird one, but maybe I I can understand Natalia going. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you know, she's I, so experienced, yeah. and you know sure. she's and maybe because. She damn near a legend in, in the women's division in WWE. You might as well say that. Yeah, and then maybe, um, like, I don't know, but maybe Lacey's been to Saudi Arabia before with, like, you know, with the Marines and stuff, or I don't know. And so maybe she's got experience of being out there. I don't know. Like, you know, a speculation. Um, so next up is, was Team Hogan versus Team Flair. I'm not going to spend too much time on this. Is what it is. I say, now nah, you, you you could blow through this, man. Anything with Hulk Hogan, yeah, I'm not interested. And we got uh, we got Mister Mister N Word Randy Orton dropping yeah. on the stream. So yeah, you you go ahead and just tell the highlights from this um, match. All I liked about that, well, the main things I liked about this was all the uh, Rusev is so over and he's so cool, and I can't wait to see him beat Bobby Lashley senseless. So when that storyline started, I was like, oh man, I don't want to watch this. But after last week's segment, I'm all on board, and uh, I actually like want to see Rusev get his hands on Lashley. Um, Ricochet, I don't know what the hell he was wearing, but he should never wear it again. Um, 
it was a nothing match, really. Just loads of spots and moves. You know, it's good enough. Drew McIntyre needs to be feuding with someone for a title now. Um, and I would like to see Rusev, once he's finished with Lashley, go into the main event title picture. He's one of those ones, like I was talking about earlier, with um, like Alistair Black and Big E. I want to see these guys in high positions on the card. Let's him McIntyre. Let's push them in title matches. Let's see what they got. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. It finished with, you know, usual stuff. Ricochet hit Orton with suicide dives, and then Reigns hit Orton with a spear for a three count. There we go. Next up was the highlight of the show. <laughs> the main event, universal title, false count anywhere, can't be stopped for any reason. The champion Seth Rollins faced the fiend Bray Wyatt. Oh boy. Where do we begin? Ten uh, curb, ten curb stomps. I like. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I really wasn't into the match until like the finish. Like I was like, I like. I, I thought it was about to be the same thing. It was a hell in a cell. Yeah. Like I was just like, yeah, you know. I, like I, I really wasn't into the match. Like for the most part. And then like once we got to the end, when they got to the top of the stage, like it, 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 it started to hit for me when I realized when it, when he threw him into the thing. Uh, and all the you know pyrotechnics and stuff went off, and then when Seth Rollins uh sat down in the crate, I'm like, oh my god, they about to do it, like cause I like I, I I and then when he popped up, I was like, it ain't no way, bro, like it it ain't no way, and they did it, and I was like, wow, they really did it, there it is, Bray Wyatt is the uh, the new Universal Champion, and he'll be on SmackDown tomorrow, my time today, your time, I oh, think. Yeah. No, no, it's tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, so it's 25 to 11 in the night, Thursday night here now. Mm. So, yeah. yeah oh, that's but, not um, that late. That's nah, late. it's not, not too bad, see? That's, that's what I mean. I wish all the shows were on this, you know, on uh, on the, this time for me. It'd be awesome. But um, the one thing I will say, I'll get the negative out of the way first, is I, why, why, why have the red lights? Why? Why? I mean, like that. That that. Thing, it was like, better this time, though. I got to say, without the cell, it wasn't as bad. Hmm. But like you, because you could see more. But there's no need for it. Like the fiend looked awesome against Finn. Like from an aesthetic point of view, like his movements and his costume and his mask, everything looked awesome against Finn Balor at SummerSlam. I don't know why they needed to change that. I don't feel like the red. I can understand it for when he attacks, like on Raw or SmackDown, and like he does those like sneak attacks and stuff. But you don't need it for the matches. You just don't. I say I feel like um like Allen and Sale. I really didn't like it. Like I was, you know, I I, I didn't understand it at all. But like I just kind of got used to it. I'm like, did like did this is what they're gonna do for him? Like going forward, I'm ho- I'm praying, Lord, please. When we get the Survivor Series, that they do do that three way, do not leave leave the red lights out. I don't need to see Adam Cole and Brock Lesnar in red lights with the Fiend. 
Just... So you think they're going to do Adam Cole, Brock Lesnar, and the Fiend in a triple threat? Do you? That's what I want, but I don't, I don't think that's what I don't think that's what's going to happen. That's like a fantasy matchup. It yeah. really is. That's like a fan, but I, I just can't see the creative heads at B coming to some sort of agreement on how that match turns out because we can't because that that's a main event. That's that's oh, some yeah. show main event like above the team Raw versus Team SmackDown versus Team NXT. That that three way championship match with all your top champions that's the main event and i can't see any one of them being like oh yeah i'm cool with my champion losing and why would you yeah why would you like even if i was if i was running raw smackdown nxt i'd be like why the hell my champion gotta lose why can't your champion lose like you know what i'm saying like you you spend all this time building them up what what would you want your champion to lose for adam cole getting eaten in that match oh yeah but but, yeah but if somebody's losing i'm I'm sorry it's yeah it's gonna be be my guy it's gonna be Adam Cole. He wanted to take that L on the chin. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'd have to be. I gotta say, since Bray Wyatt's come back as the Fiend, he looks absolutely jacked. He looks in such good shape. In shape, man. Um, just looks so big, and just like he just looks healthy. You know what I mean? You mm. know, like in some of the early Wyatt stuff, he looked like I don't want to use the word like a slob, but like. Like that, I don't mean that as like he's a slob. I just mean the kind of like the portray. Like people would say that about him because of his like body shape and stuff. Like I think he was in still pretty good shape, but mm. like now you can see he's like jacked. He's the muscle man dance. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, like it was very similar to to. Hell in the Cell from a match point of view other than it just went around the arena you know Seth was hitting him with chairs Sledgehammer pretty much it. Oh, t- through a table I think he went didn't he um, I'll have to, I'm going to go back and rewatch it um, he hit him with 10 curb stomps I think it was yep. I just love the wire like, so when everyone was complaining about Hell in the Cell this is what I said and I think I said it to you as well is that the booking of the match was perfect for me, for the Fiend's character and how they want to portray him. It was absolutely perfect until the finish. The finish is what spoiled it because I had said to you before, I think I, I can't remember if I said it on a show or if I had said it when we messaged it back and forth. And then, like, the Fiend needs to be like, Whatever Rollins threw at him, he just keeps getting up and getting up and getting up until Rollins has to go extreme and change and has to become more aggressive and get the sledgehammer and whatever. And they did all that. So I was really happy. I wasn't Mm. happy with the finish because I felt like they should have... They, I felt like they bottled it at the last minute and gave the win to Seth instead of giving the win to the... Bray Wyatt, which if they had given Bray the win after all that booking at Hell in Cell, I'd have been really happy um, with everything that they would have done. Um, I love that n- the neck snap, which uh, Wyatt does still. I think it's an awesome uh, looking move and fits his character perfectly. Um, they removed the padding and all that sort of stuff from the floor. and and So the end comes when they're up on the stage Rollins has hit, taken the super, uh, the super kick, the stomp count up to 10. And then he, does he stomp him or he throws him off the... 
He su- think he, I think he, he super, super kicked, kicked him off the stage. Off the stage. Super kicked him off the stage, and he falls into like a it's like a box thing, isn't it? Similar to what um, the Rock and Roll Express were power bombed into, like mm-hmm. a little box. Um, and then all you have all these effects going off, like sparks and stuff, um, electrics, and I think there was a bit of fire. So everyone thinks, as we did, oh, this is how they're going to end it. Why, you know, he's thrown wire into the electrics, blah, blah, blah. blah. So why uh, Seth climbs down from the stage to have a look and he's like looking in and then it sort of sparks as he's looking in and he kind of turns around because it's sort of gone on his face. Hmm. I thought they, I thought they were going to do what they did with Dean Ambrose and the TV for a second um, where the TV exploded and he was like, oh, no, I, I can't see. But they, yeah, it was brief. It was brief enough that it didn't put me off. I actually um, liked it. Yeah, so then as Seth, he kind of like turns away from the box um, and sort of leans against the box on his sort of, he's not like sat, he's like crouched down, holding his face, talking to the ref. And then the camera's like from below him and you just see the fiend stand up behind mm. him. It was an awesome, awesome visual. Um, and that's where the red helped in that situation because it just looked like super creepy super cool and uh as he turns he puts him in the manimal claw and then hits him with the sister abigail on the concrete for the win the fiend new universal champion my friend i got a question how in the hell did he get on top of the stage so fast for that cutaway shot i will mm-hmm. never understand how he gets bro he he was right. lit- he was literally side this man was on the platform the bottom platform and like they cut away for like legit five seconds i didn't i didn't even think the universal title was that close like the ref must have had it yeah he he, he had he, he had to like he had he had that unless, like, unless someone brought it down as the match was going on yeah like down the side of the ramp sort of thing uh-huh. yeah that's because like he literally like when he when he hit the three you know they, they showed his face for a little bit and then they cut away for like eight seconds and the next, you know, he was on top of the, the stage with the belt in his hand. I'm like, Bray Wyatt got to be the fastest man on this earth for the setup for that camera shot. So what they must have done is when the camera's on his face after he's won, because there's a good like 15 seconds, they must have had someone must have run down with the belt, like down the side of the ramp. And then as soon as the light goes off, he like hops up hops up onto the stage from the floor and then the whoever gives him the belt and remember he's doing all that in the dark as well which is Imp- the other interesting thing impressive because they Very have to impressive. have a pitch black so that he can do it without being seen so he's yeah it's interesting it's very very clever but i i, uh, I love those shots too like those yeah. in shot it's a great shot it's a great shot but yeah just- you're I, I, after what me and you've been talking about this since August, you finally got your uh, your your quest has been completed. Your guy is the new Universal Champion, but now the only thing left to figure out is are they gonna have both titles on SmackDown now? Because Bray Wyatt is on SmackDown, he's a SmackDown guy. Do you know what I was thinking? Or what just crossed just crossed my mind is there was rumors um, when they just before they did the brands, but I can't remember where I read it. I read it somewhere which said that Bray Wyatt was the only one who was booked 
he was on SmackDown, but he was also booked for the house show tour of Raw. Like yeah, that, no, that, immediately that, after yeah, the brand. Yeah, that, that that's because he like that that that's just like an advertising thing. Like you can't promise these people something, especially yeah. especially because when they they come into you guys in a little bit, like and not even a couple of days. Like the thing is, like after this week, they're gonna be right in yeah. the UK. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people bought their tickets thinking they were gonna see Bray Wyatt. Like you can't just be like, oh, Bray Wyatt's on a different yeah. brand, so you gotta yeah, catch yeah, him at this yeah. show. Like you gotta give people what they want. And but now, think, but now he's well, going as the universal champion. Yeah. So what I was thinking is, would this be a way to have him be on Raw because he's the champion? Ah. And I on SmackDown. And then when he loses the championship, he just goes back to SmackDown. That's a good and idea. he's only on SmackDown. So I, do you I see what I mean? Yeah, I didn't think about have that. Have him huh? on both shows. I'm be down for that, mate, because I do miss it. Do miss the Five Five Fun House when it's not on. Like Mondays mm. gets to, gets gets to me. Now let me ask you this: So when he when he appears on Miz TV, um, and by the time the podcast is gonna be out on Saturday, yeah, yeah. So but we'll, we'll we'll know by then. So yeah, uh, podcast is coming out tomorrow actually before oh. SmackDown. Oh, all right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, we yeah we gonna know. It, like, do you think he um he gonna come out all with the with the Five Five Funhouse theme song all smiled up, Universal Title in hand? Holding it like an old school championship guy with it tight, tight to his chest. You think that's yep. gonna happen? Yep. And what I you think, think he's gonna we... come out as nice guy Bray, uh-huh. and I think he's gonna have a face off with Brock Lesnar at the end of the uh, Miz TV segment. However, the one thing which makes me think that might not happen is that I don't know if Brock is gonna fly from Saudi to. It ain't a damn Smackdown. chance. Yeah. Um, it so ain't who a would chance. you? Someone, someone is gonna either come out. And have like a face to face with him, or they're gonna do like a promo or something. Who would you have it be? I don't want to think nobody's gonna do I, What I think is gonna happen is I think the Miz is gonna um, irritate him because it'll be nice guy Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And nice guy Bray Wyatt, uh, for the most part, does not uh, associate with the Fiend for the most part. He just knows him and they're. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a different word for it, cause like the the way he talks about the fiend doing the funhouse segments, is mm. like, it's like, I know who that is, but that's not who I associate myself with type of thing. But it's like yeah. I know who that is. Like it's like one of those weird things. That's what makes it so interesting. It's like the the relationship between the two different characters. Like it's, it's hilarious and it's really good. But I, what I think is I think the me is gonna like antagonize nice guy Ray Wyatt. And then nice guy Bray Wyatt is gonna uh, introduce him to his friend, and that that's what's gonna happen. And then so, he's gonna take okay. out the Miz. I'll build on that and say, what about this? Nice guy Bray Wyatt comes out with the title. Okay, he's got uh, he's got like jeans on or whatever, trousers, <laughs> and he's got his red red sweater thing that he wears. Yeah, mm. but underneath he's got his fiend vest, but we don't know that. Um, and under the ring is the fiend mask. Okay, so when he and then he annoys the nice guy Bray. Miz annoys him. Maybe gets a bit aggressive with him or says something about the title. The lights go out. Bray Wyatt dives under the ring while the lights are out. Puts the mask on. Takes the jumper off. Gets back in the ring. Lights go back on, and the fiend is stood behind the Miz, and Bray Wyatt's gone. How quick do you think he could do it? 
That's a lot, bro. Because he got to change. He got to change. He's just got to take a jumper off and put the mask on. No, but the, like he, he would, the nice guy Bray Wyatt wears khakis and the, the sweater. Yeah, but and, you, do you not think you could get away with just having black jeans, like black trousers on, and then if oh, he's yeah, already yeah, yeah, yeah. You, just I mean, take the jumper off and put the mask yeah. on? You can uh, kind of get it because it's red and dark anyway, isn't it, when the fiend attacks? And so you can't we, really see. Now, we ever wanted to see how fast Bray Wyatt is. Now, that is the ultimate test right there. Shit. How 100%. fast can he get change into the fiend? But it would be cool, wouldn't it, if you could go from nice guy Bray to the fiend in, like, the time split. that it, like, yeah. the lights, lights out. But I think that might be too much to ask for poor old, poor old Bray. Mm. Although, you just, just say he's the fastest man on the roster. Yeah, see, and Bray Wyatt, he's, um, what's the name? He's the fourth guy in wwe history to hold both the universal and uh wwe title and it's him uh brock lesnar roman and seth and that's it that's awesome yeah my boy is in he's in history so i mean now only thing left is i mean survivor series is like in three weeks four weeks so i mean it's in a nxt it's either we're gonna get a universal title match or we're gonna get uh that 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 2K WWE 2K dream match between the, uh, all three brand champions, which will be very, very interesting, and I will be very into if that if that even were to happen, if that was a possibility, I would be very interested to see how that comes about. Because the first, <laughs> I could just imagine Bray Wyatt showing up at full sale and just laying out Adam Cole. Oh my like, God, that would be. Can you imagine the pop. They the people would go crazy for that. Like, I think they're going to go crazy on SmackDown tomorrow, let alone full sale. Oh, uh, uh, you, 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 you definitely know he getting the you deserve a chance. That's happening. That's happening. Yeah, and nice, nice guy Bray Wyatt gonna be all me, me. I deserve <laughs> it. What me? Yeah. yeah, that that that's gonna be crazy, man. Um, so just uh, a quick shout out, particularly to the UK fans. Uh, Ring of Honor is now on the Fight Network in the UK. Uh, which means it's on TV in the UK for the first time, which is mm. uh, real, real cool. It's just a shame that it's not been very good recently. Um, <laughs> but, but my squirrel, uh, my uh, squirrels on there. Hell of, hell of a hell of a promo, sir. <laughs> yeah, but it hasn't, mate. Unfortunately, you know, AEW's been awesome. NXT's been awesome. Raw has been up and down, but it's been generally better over the last six months. It's, it's almost Wrestle Kingdom season, sir. Wrestle Kingdom season's coming. Oh yeah, I, so, I go watch. Uh, you gonna watch? It's a, watch big, Power it's a big ask for for Ring of Honor. You gonna watch Power Struggle on Sunday, or you gonna catch it uh, later? I'll probably watch it Monday. I think just uh-huh. because of kids and stuff. I've got um, my boys are playing football, so yeah. I mean, the, the car right now. I don't really think it's nothing you need to stay up for. It's um, uh, Jay White defending the uh, Intercontinental Title against Goto. You got uh, Kenta versus. Ishii, uh, never open weight title, Naito versus Taichi, uh, tag match with um, Okada and Ibushi, and you got the Super Junior Tag League Finals. Like, I, I don't really think it's nothing you need to, like, must-see. I think, like, New Japan probably about to, um, you know, just cruise it a little bit until yeah, Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. But I mean, like, I'm pretty, like, after the power struggle, they're going to have the press conference, and that's where we're going to get most of the announcements for uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14 or 15. Wrestle Kingdom 14? I'd be losing count, man. 14, yeah. 14. Do you think, um, let's finish on this for a question. Do you think 
we see Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho at Wrestle Kingdom this year. Not a, not a chance. Two nights. Now, well, 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 no, matter of fact, let me say this. I think because I remember um, uh, who reported, Sports Illustrated reported this, uh, that Chris Jericho um, is going to face Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. And uh, Tony Khan got asked about that at the uh, the DC media scrum, post-show media okay. scrum. And Tony Khan, he, he didn't deny it. He he didn't he yeah, didn't answer he both. didn't answer the question either, but he didn't he didn't deny it at all. So I think that that might happen. But as far it's, as Kenny, did did you see um the the the, the his Titan Tron for this past uh, week's AEW the message no. about Abushi? He like it, it was it was it was it was a little shot. I, I I think it was a shot at more more of a shot at um New Japan opposed to Abushi, but it was like some little like go go. I mean, it's a clip out there on Twitter. Like are you pretty sure you go find that. But it was like a little, you know, a little subtile, little jab right there. So okay. I don't think sure. Kenny's, yeah, not know. him. But him and Jericho have got it in their contracts that they can work new. Oh yeah, China no, but oh yeah, but Moxley's gonna work uh, Wrestle Kingdom for sure. Like that's a hundred percent happening. He said that's a hundred percent happening, and he said that in New Japan interviews, and he said that in like outside interviews. He said he's he's gonna hundred percent be working Wrestle Kingdom. He just doesn't know like in what capacity yeah 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 that'd be quite cool i'd quite like to see him versus jay white that'd be good man i I, I think that'd be decent i'm not really like that i don't think that's gonna be like the most high-paced match but i think that's that'll be like if it's a some some stakes to it it'd be cool yeah yes it would uh tell the people where they can find you on twitter youtube and your work uh, y'all can find me on Twitter at adthompson underscore underscore. Uh, my interviews, my uh, audio interviews are up on the Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel. Subscribe if you like. And I'm doing some some decent work. I like to say for post wrestling, doing some nice yeah. stuff over there. And uh, yeah, I got some a lot of stuff coming out. Um, I'll be at Starcast next week. So yeah, cool. And I, I, let me tell you all straight away, he is being very, very, uh, he's underrating his own work. His work is awesome. And I advise you all to check it out. His interviews, his writing, all of it. Post wrestling ah, and YouTube. You believe me. Uh, you can catch me at acecast underscore nation, youtube.com slash acepodcast nation. Give us a subscribe and a follow, drop us a comment, say hello. And uh, we drop three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on all different subjects. Uh, but me and Andrew will be back in a couple of weeks. for Three weeks. More, three weeks for wrestling. It's going to be a mammoth one. We might even break War. it into, probably break it into two two parts. War Games, because... Survivor Series, NXT that week, AEW that week, Raw that week. And then... Is, yeah. is Full Gear, that's on the 9th. When's yeah. Survivor Series? Uh, that, that's Is a that couple. So, that's, now, so Survivor Series a couple weeks out the full year. Okay, are we gonna do one for full year? Yeah, we could. I mean, but I'm, I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be out in uh, Baltimore. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we yeah, could I'm do it maybe it. the day after or a couple of days after if you want. Yeah, we do a couple of days after. Cool. Do a couple of days after. So yeah, what yeah, you think? That. What you think about the um, the Cody Jericho sixty minute time limit with the the three judges and. Stuff like that. What you think about that? I mean, me personally, I'm not like a, a fan of it. I'm, I'm like, I mean, but I, I, I don't think that Cody and Jericho are gonna go 60 minutes. I, I, I don't want to. 
Like, I, I mean, I, I feel like it could be a good match, but I feel like it's gonna have that. It's gonna be a couple of, like some bells and whistles, you know, in, interferences and stuff in there to make you know keep the crowd into it. But like, dude, sixty minutes with Cody and Jericho. That's I'm I'm not saying they can't pull it off, bro, but I'm like I don't know about that one. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm 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 hoping that time limit is just there because you know AEW enforces the time limit rule, so it's just like you know championship minute championship match. Because I mean, New, New Japan does it all the time. They have sixty minute time limit matches, and sometimes it really doesn't even go to sixty minutes. They go like forty, thirty. Mm. You know. So. so to me, I um I don't have a problem with the sixty minute time limit. That's pretty cool and whatever you know, and you gives you options. Um, the judges, I'm not really a fan of because I just think. If it goes to a sixty-minute draw, are you really going to give your main event then have judges decide, like so and so is the winner? I think it would be really underwhelming, and you know I can't see them doing it, which makes the gimmick kind of redundant. And I don't know, I'm not a fan. Um, just to say, mate, um, in the last hour or so, uh, PW Insider is reporting that. Uh, the WWE is contemplating using a War Games gimmick match for Survivor Series. Oh, wow. Um, as, a, as a main event for the show. So, you said PW Insider? Yeah, sure. It's, that's what it says. It's from an aggregated site. I just came across it by accident. Um, well, well, they've, they've listed PW Insider as the, as the source. Um, so we could get the OC versus Undisputed Era. What what's, what's side War Games that? and Survivor Series? I'll tell you now. I'm just going to end the recording. Um, guys, see you next time. Thank you, Andrew, for joining me, and uh, see you soon. Bye. Podcast Network.